my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I am, as always, so excited to be in front of you today. In Houston, right now, we are in the middle of a rainy season, which I love. I love rainy days. And if you know anything about Houston from Houston, been through Houston, you know that, uh, well, I guess all of Texas, but especially Houston, you never know what the weather is going to be. We could be freezing one day. We can be in the hundreds the next day, flooded the day after that. And so I love, I love when I get an extended stint of rainy days, just like normal rainy days that you can cuddle up and get cozy and, you know, just get comfortable, which is going to come in handy with what I'm going to be talking about today. Today's topic is the four seasons of self-love that you find when you are dating. And, you know, I think that this could be applied to all relationships, but this came about, this idea for this topic came about when I was talking to a client. And, you know, she's been going through her relationship journey and I've seen so much growth in her and I see how some things are starting to bloom for her, some some places she's starting to flourish. And there are some places that are still a little bit barren and 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 hard. And that is such that is such the common experience for all of us that we can see hope and light. And and the harvest for all the things that we've been planting, all the seeds we've been planting in some areas and some other areas still need a little bit of tending. So when I was thinking about this and thinking about what is the common thread and what are some themes as we go through these seasons of healing and how it shows up in our relationships, because like I always say here, our relationships are a mirror or the nature of our relationships, right? And so it is very easy for us to have it all together when we're just in our head and when we're by ourselves, but seeing how we are showing up in our friendships and our romantic partnerships and our family relationships and what we are feeling about ourselves says a lot. And so I was thinking about self-love and our self-identity and what that looks like. So in today's episode, I want to break down what are some of the themes that I've seen and what it looks like, what our self-love looks like when we may be in a winter season, what our self-love may look like when we're in a spring season, a summer season, and a fall season. And again, I really think that this will apply to all types of relationships, but I'm most likely going to most likely going to use more dating examples in this episode, but we'll see. I haven't started teaching yet. So <laughs> if you, if that sounds like something you're interested in and wanting to know what season you might be in, then go ahead and keep on listening. And I hope that you enjoy. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 
With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pot's foaming wash and wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the foaming wash and wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, gynecologist-approved, and hypoallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. Okay, so let's talk about it. So I'm going to jump right on in today, y'all. So first, let's talk about winter. So I'm starting with winter because winter is the season that we think of when we think of it being hard, right? We think of harshness. We may think of a barren place, a time when it seems like things are not growing, that things are a little bit more difficult than it needs to be, cold, feeling alone. And when I think about being in, a sen- in our winter seasons, these are the times when we feel like when we are doubtful that anything will bloom, that we're kind of looking out. We hear from other people that it gets better. We've been told that it's possible for things to bloom in our life. We've been told that, you know, there's hope on the other side of it. But right now, even if that's true right now, this season is really hard. And it makes you want to go within yourself. It makes you want to hide. It makes you want to find some ways to be to self-protect yourself and to not really be in interaction with people like you just don't even want to move. You just just want to stay still, play dead, hibernate. Right. And so in relationships, that's exactly what it looks like. You know, all those same words you when you are either first starting your healing process or when you are working on a new discovery, because what happens as you heal is you don't reach this mountaintop where you're like, okay, I'm done. You know, take yourself out the healing microwave. What happens is you continue to conquer, to heal, to master, to gain awareness around, to gain acceptance around all the different wounds and places in your life. And you feel relief from that. You feel relief and you feel joy. But because you're growing, because you're self-aware, because you are open to, to being a better human being and learning about yourself and learning about what's important to you and your eyes are open, you find more things. You find out, oh, there's some codependency. I thought that I had already worked through that. Okay. Or, oh, there's a little bit of ego or, oh, there's some fear or, oh, here's some social anxiety when I thought I had worked on it, you know, and you continue to have different areas that you are pushed in. Here's some depression, here's some anxiety. And it doesn't mean that the previous work that you've done has not worked. It means, you know, you're at a next level and now you get to work in this new space. Now you get to to heal what's coming up for you here. And so, so again, say you have just discovered something new. And so in this place, you know, it's scary. No matter how much work you've done, no matter how much you have conquered or healed or self-awareness you've had, when you discover a new insecurity or when you discover a new hard place, those initial feelings, even if they only last a minute or two, but those initial feelings do come that it's like, oh my God, like this is so heavy. This is hard. Why do I have to even deal with this? Why couldn't my parents just hug me when I was little? You know, like whatever, whatever thoughts come up, it's like more, 
there's more. And then also because you don't really know how to deal with it, you don't have the skills around it, or maybe you've been trying to use skills to work through it and it just hasn't worked. And so winter is, is and can feel rough. And so when I think about self-love and what it looks like, self-love in this season looks like self-doubt. Self-doubt of whether or not you can do it, whether or not there is hope for you, whether or not there is more. When I think about what this looks like in dating, when women are first starting their healing process, and I'm going to talk about the container of women that I work with, and it may be different for others, but I'm just going to go off my personal experience of what I've seen with my students and clients. So in this season of self-doubt, this is where, where people are like, I want help and I'm thirsty for it and I'm ready for it, but also I'm doubtful whether or not it can happen for me. I think that maybe I can get a little bit of it. I can get maybe a little bit of relief, but maybe everything that I want and all my dreams coming true, I don't know. This is where there's still a lot of self-doubt about one's worth. So whether or not they are good enough for the type of people that they want, whether or not they have not spoiled it, whether or not they have not run out of time, whether or not they are too broken, whether or not they have too much dirt in their past, whether or not they have missed their one chance at true love, whether or not, you know, this is where all of those doubts and fears come in at. And so for me, what I think is the hardest part about a winter season in your relationships is maintaining hope, maintaining hope that not only is change possible for you and is your desires or that your desires are possible for you, but that you're deserving of it and that it will happen. And so a lot of times it's really important to have people around you who can hold space for you when you are doubtful. So that is what therapists do. That is what your coaches do. That is what your mentors do. That's what your healthy friends do for you. And also when they're reminding you that there is hope and promise, it can feel very annoying because you don't see it, but it's okay that you don't see it. It's okay that other people can hold that for you. So when you are struggling with self-doubt, you tend to kind of take what comes to you. So you tend to take, again, the scraps and the crumbs. So people who are giving you a a semblance of the attention that you want. So someone who may be physically present in a relationship, but they have a whole lot of things going on. Someone who, you know, has potential to be a good leader in a relationship and, you know, talks a lot about their dreams and talks a lot about what they're going to do. But do they actually have the follow through? No, but you'll take these things because they are very close to what you want and they seem like it's better than having nothing or it seems like it is a better, better than what you've had before. But again, it's based on the self-doubt. You don't know. It's hard for you to believe and to know that you are worth so much more than that. You hear people say it. You may even be telling other people that, but in your core, it's hard for you to actually stand in it, which is why your relationships may reflect people who don't deserve you. So that is the winter season. Now let's talk about spring. So spring happens as you're doing this work. You are getting, you're starting to see the benefits of the skills you're putting into place. You're starting to see your mindset change a little bit. You are starting to put in boundaries and starting to say no to people. Or you're starting to say yes to people. You know, we, we focus so much on saying no and telling people what they can't do. And many of us, what we need to learn how to do is start to say yes to life and yes to new experiences and yes to hope and yes to the possibility that this may work out for us and to step out in faith and to step out in confidence. Right. And so you're starting to do more of that. 
it is still, the ground is a little bit wet still because it's spring, you know, so there's still some showers, there are still some days that are a little bit cloudy, but you can see the flowers starting to bloom, right? And so what's really beautiful about spring is now all of the things that you have been putting into practice, you're starting to feel the momentum of it, right? And, and you're starting to feel energized and you're starting to feel like, okay, this is it. And so I love this because it's such, again, it's such an exciting place to be. And here's, here's the rub, though, when, that comes with spring and spring, especially in the form of relationships or dating. And of course, I talk about it in the form of healing from love addiction. This podcast, for those of you who are new listeners, I talk about love addiction here. I talk about, which is an intimacy disorder, that's where we will mistake the intensity of the feeling that we feel for someone. So the fantasy of who we think the person is, the fantasy of what the relationship will be and mistake that for love. And we will overattach to people who are unavailable for us, but we do so continually to our detriment. So it is, we may risk our mental health, our financial health, our sense of security, our careers, all for the sake of this love. And so it's the uncontrolled nature around it. The frenzy, the insanity around it that makes us feel so much shame and embarrassment and guilt because this is an area of our life that we don't really have control over. Right. And so I talk about that here in this podcast. And so what I notice with women as they are in this spring phase of healing from love addiction to continue to use the metaphor the thing about spring is when you see flowers, you're like, oh, great. Okay, we're done. Like now we can like be in the sun. Now we can like rest. Like now I'm going to get everything that I'm looking for. And you kind of let your guard down until the next rainy day comes. And, and then there's like a few weeks of rain. And then, you know, the weather changes. Like, you again, this, this is my experience here in Houston. It may not be like this in other places, but you think that, you know, now it's sunny, it's going to stay sunny, but oh, actually it goes back to being cold for a little bit. And it starts to, then you can't go outside as much and you got to pull out that coat again. And it's like, wait, I thought that we were done. I thought that things were blooming. And so for my ladies who are healing from love addiction, what that looks like is you are starting to date or build your relationships. And so like you're feeling more confident, you're asking for what you want, you're like saying no to things, you're saying yes to things. And so you start to meet people and you start to think that these people are the evidence of everything that you put in, right? You start to say, okay, well, you know, I've been asking for what I want. I made my list, you know, I heard it on Sheena's podcast or whatever else, you know, I did it in the program and, you know, I'm meeting them and they're, they're being nice and we're going to try to, I'm going to try to go slow, kind of, you know, I kind of like them a little bit. And you start to kind of let your guard down. And then you start to say things like, well, I'm going to trust myself a little bit more. And I, I'm such an advocate for trusting yourself, but you're still, you're still growing, right? So you don't quite know what are the places that are my insecurities or my traumas or my woundings that sound very much like a healed place, but they're not. And then what are the places that are actually my healing and my intuition? Like you're still negotiating or you're still navigating, figuring out what that voice is. And so to put it plainly, what that looks like is I see women who will start to date these new people and talk to these new people thinking that this is it, that this is the prize. And meanwhile, the person that they are talking to or starting to date has all of these 
red flags. But very common with those of us who struggle with love addiction, we have already made up stories about who this person is, about what it's going to look like, about how they're showing up. And so even if we do share what is going on with other people, we are already attached to the fantasy and the story we've told ourselves. And also part of the fantasy and story is not just because of love addiction, like this is also how we've been affirming ourselves, right? Like the, the proof that I'm actually getting better is that I've been able to attract or be attracted to this great person. So if I actually listen to feedback or what someone else is telling me about this relationship, or if I open my eyes to the red flags, then that means that I'm doing this wrong. That means that I have failed. That means that there's something wrong with me, which is not the truth. That again, we, we, we find ways to prove our deepest insecurity is true. So if you have a deep belief that you always do things wrong, that things don't work out for you, that you fail, that you have to be good enough to prove that you are good enough, then you are going to always find evidence to prove that versus just thinking, oh, this is just me part of, this is part of me learning. This is me learning how to get my navigation back on track. Like whether or not I start to talk to someone who is good for me or not, it's not whether or not I'm talking to someone who is of that nature is what I do with that information. Because the truth is when you're a dime, everybody's going to want to talk to you, girl. Like you can be mad that there's these old crusty people trying to talk to you, but you fine. Just like there's going to be really amazing people who are interested in you and they might not talk to you because they're intimidated by you. You know, like it's all about the story that you tell yourself and it's all based on what you believe. But to go along with the the spring example that I'm giving right now, you know, there's this belief that this flower that's blooming is it and, and you want to hold on to it. And so when I was doing therapy, this is around the time when I finally got my students to or my clients because they were my patients at that time, when I would finally get them to get to a place where they were doing no contact with exes or starting to do no contact with exes, all of a sudden they would start to talk to somebody new, whether or not it was intentional or, or someone who had already been around, but people would just magically appear. All of a sudden, they got people in their DMs. All of a sudden, there's someone who just magically shows up at work. All of a sudden, no one ever talks to them in the grocery store, but now all of a sudden, someone walks up to them in the grocery store. So literally, it feels like this serendipitous, like finally, like God has given me a sign. And so they think that this is it and they think that their work is done. And so the guards come down. And this is also around the time that they would start to flake off <laughs> because just like a love addict, you know, all I needed was a new relationship. All I needed was someone to like, listen to me and hold me, you know, give me a little, some loving and stuff on the side and I'm good. And sessions would get further and further apart, you know, and until they realize that maybe this was just a first bloom, but there still needed to be some time for the weather to to even out, that they still needed to wait a little bit, that they still needed to tend their garden, they still needed to, to pay attention to what might actually be a worm versus a dangerous caterpillar, you know, to figure out, I'm not, I'm not a good gardening person, y'all. So I don't know the metaphors, but like what, what are the traps and what are the things that are actually evidences of growth? And so in spring, you get, you have to keep your eyes open. So the, what I would deem self-love in this season and the reason why you're able to start to see the bloom is because you're practicing self-acceptance. You are at a place where you're starting to accept who you are and whose you are, which is where your ability to start to look at your identity and what you want and ask for what you want is coming. 
As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. When healing from an intimacy disorder, one of the first things you have to do right after getting clear on your patterns of addictive behaviors, avoiding behaviors, and living in deprivation is clearing out the roots that caused it, clearing out the experiences, the traumas, the narratives that have kept you stuck all of these years. In my signature coaching program, The Recovery School, you have the opportunity to reveal the sources of low self-worth, to learn about how old roles in your family have resulted in codependency, shutting down, and not letting others in, and also to learn how to talk to and connect to your inner child in a way that is soothing and healing. This is the next step to reframing the old stories that have plagued you for years to evolve to being a healed and loved woman and having access to the love and the relationships and self-worth that you've always wanted. Learn more and get started by going to therecoveryschool.com. Again, that is therecoveryschool.com. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors into play and so you're starting to see what that looks like like what happens when you finally start to show up for yourself right and that that you don't lose your whole livelihood that you don't lose your friendships that people actually want to hear you but you still are working on staying in the grounding of when bad things happen or when breakups happen or when bad dates happen to not go back to the barren place to not go back to the places of winter and self-doubt and start to unravel all the things that you have really built and grown and to know that you are still you, right? That is, that is the goal of spring, to practice that self-acceptance. And if I'm going to continue the metaphor too, to trust that more growth is coming. You Just like in winter, you didn't think that good was possible. You just thought it was going to be like this forever. And this is just how, how you have to accept life to be. And then here you go. Now you're in spring. So as you're in spring, you're starting to see these things come to pass. Keep going. Keep believing. Keep practicing that self-acceptance and keep moving forward. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. 
ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. And then as you do, here comes summer. Summer is amazing. The The theme of self-love for summer is that you are in your self-deserving season. You deserve and you are flourishing. So the sun is out, you know, skies out, thighs out, you know, like you are living it up. You're having fun. You are relishing what it feels like to have your voice. You have done no contact with the people that you needed to. And now you're clear on who gets access to you and who doesn't, right? You are setting things up. You are getting closer in relationships. You're initiating things that are fun. You are actually having fun. You know, I will, I've talked about this before about how I will ask clients what they do for self-care, what they do for self-love and what they do for self-enjoyment. And nine times out of 10, if they tell me that they do something fun, especially when we first start working together, if they tell me what their fun things are, those things are they exercise and they journal. And sometimes they might talk about taking a walk. And I'm like, those are really amazing things that you do for yourself. And they talk about going to get a massage or getting facials. And I'm like, that is amazing body care, which it is. But what do you do that tickles your pickle? <laughs> like, what is it that you do that makes you laugh, that makes you, that brings you deep joy, that you get excitement and butterflies when you think about it? Is there anything like that that you have in your life that provides that type of body reaction to you? And Many people don't have those things. And it's hard. I think it's hard because on one hand, depending on the type of childhood that you've had, you may not have had an opportunity to fully be a child and to fully explore and enjoy your life. You know, especially if you grew up in a competitive family, whether or not competitive within themselves or that a family that likes sports and competition. And but you had to be the best. Like you weren't playing sports for fun. You were playing sports so that you can dominate and improve to your parents and prove to other people that you you were the winner. So whether or not you learned as a child what it was like to have fun just for fun's sake or just growing up and being an adult and learning how to do adult things and having to have a full nine to five and don't let you be in a city where you actually have to commute, you know, and being so tired to being too tired to go out and have fun and have hobbies. It is difficult when this is not something that was always given to you. But in this season of summer, Summer is about pleasure. Summer is about figuring out what lights me up, right? I can have all this ambition and I can have all these things, but what is it that makes this life worth living and really living in that for yourself? And I love that for you. So when you are in this season of deserving, when it comes to self that you feel that you're self-deserving in this, in this 
chapter of your life, then you are having amazing times with your friends. You are having better dates, even if they're with people that you don't like or don't end up going further with. The dates are about the meaning that you have attached to the dates are different than before. Before, you know, whether or not a date went well, made or break, whether or not you would end up alone or made or made or broke (laughs) what you felt about yourself, you know, and if you felt sad and disappointed. But now in this season, you know, these dates are here for me for fun. And even if I like with someone and it doesn't work out, I'll let myself feel my feelings. I'll let myself feel my disappointment. I'm not going to push that down and act like I have to be happy all the time. But I have hope and I have a full life outside of this. And I have people who I love and people who love me. And and my sense of self-worth is not based on whether or not this relationship works out. Right. So it is a whole 360 holistic cultivating that you have made that has made your whole world bright and happy and fun. Okay, so that's our season of self-deserving. And then finally, so you may be thinking, how can it get better than this, right? Because I've been going up or is she going to take a turn and go down uh, with fall? And actually fall, fall is our cozy season, y'all. Fall is the season that I call self-expansion. So when I think about fall, fall is the season when we are digging into resting and connecting, getting comfortable. We're making plans. You know, I literally think, and I have pulled up the lyrics, I think about Beyonce's song Cozy. And it was immediately one of my favorite songs off the Renaissance album because of these lyrics I'm about to read to you. So the part of the chorus where she talks about to be cozy means comfortable in my skin, cozy with who I am. I love myself, goddamn cozy, right? Another part of the song talks about she's a god, she's a hero, she survived all she'd been through, confident, damn she lethal. Might I suggest you don't fuck with my sis because she's comfortable. And so in this season, you've gone through so much. You have learned so much. You have grown so much. You have made meaning of the things that have happened and and learned from them. You have learned how to practice talking to your inner child and loving on her and soothing her. You have learned how to attend to her in similar ways. So there were several episodes back where I talked about, I've, I've talked about this actually a couple times in these recent episodes, and I, I'm so sorry, I can't tell you which one it is. But I talked about being in conflict or being in in an intense discussion with a loved one or a lover or a partner and learning how to go to them with what you need, but that the primary place that you need to go is within yourself. Are you able to attend to yourself? Are you able to tell yourself the words that you need? Are you able to attend to your own traumas versus always being dependent on other people to fix things for you? And that's different than you holding it in and thinking that people don't want to hear from you and thinking that your feelings are too much and you're a burden. That's not what this is. You know your feelings deserve to take up space. You know you deserve to be heard and added to the resources that you've accumulated, which is talking with others, talking to your therapist and telling other people how you feel, you've learned how to talk to yourself and you've learned how to hold yourself and you've learned how to love yourself. And now this is really, really just you settling in and getting cozy and getting comfortable and expanding and learning and growing more, right? Like your, your routines are set in for like self-love and for your relationships. You have really built in this 
internal sense of self-trust and you have started to cultivate relationships around you that you trust, right? And it is really just amazing. So I really think of emotional sweaters. (laughs) I was going to cut that out, but I'm going to keep that in because... I think I'm funny. I crack myself up. So when I I talk about emotional sweaters, I just mean wrapping yourself up in self-love. So what does this look like in in relationships to just be fully immersed in this self-love and self-acceptance and self-deserving, you know, all the stuff you've been cultivating and growing on and now you're expanding. This means that you're showing up fully in these relationships, like I already said. And that you are initiating things with other people, initiating whether or not it's connecting with them in person, sharing your feelings and your emotions with them. You are mutually holding space for them as well. You are telling people if you need something from them, you are letting people help you. You are helping other people. You're finding joy in that. And your romantic partnerships, you are asking for what you want and you are settling into this is how it gets to be. Relationships get to be easy for me. Life gets to be easier for me. It doesn't always have to be an up and down. This can be really important times for your body work, especially learning how to get out of your mind, learning how to rest and take up space for yourself learning how to not always be on the move, learning how to trust. You know, a lot of spiritual growth tends to happen a lot in these phases as well. I mean, there's spiritual growth across the board, especially if you are someone who has a lot of spiritual connections. But I think at this place is really where it's easier and it's very important for you to not feel like you need to be in control and to learn how to surrender and to just exist and just to be. And it's a really great place to be. But guess what happens? Guess what happens to bring it back full circle, like I said at the beginning, because you're at a place where you are learning about yourself and you're learning about what you need and what you don't need and you're learning about what you like and what you don't like. And you are learning how to attend to that inner little girl and making her safe. Something gets discovered. You know, whether or not just being in relationships with other human beings who may love you dearly, but they may reflect some things that you didn't have the space to deal with before. It's not that more things are created, it's that as you've gone through life, your body, your psyche, your spirit could only handle one problem at a time, like just a few insecurities at a time. We can't do it all, right? And so as you become safer, as you become stronger, as you become more confident, that's when more things your body feels safer to see these things. Like we don't have to have the self-protection and defensiveness. Or maybe you've worked on your defensiveness and now you're able to see some things that maybe you weren't ready to work on before. And now you get to do that work, which brings us back to winter, right? And so the insecurities around whatever it is that you have just discovered may come up. Fear about whether or not this is something that you can actually overcome. This feels bigger. Like you've you've worked through so much. You've overcome so much. You've healed so much. You have gained so much self-love. But for some reason, this this mountain feels insurmountable, right? And it makes you want to run. It makes you want to hide. It may make you feel embarrassed. If you're someone who struggles with perfectionism, this may trigger one of your core negative beliefs is I'm not good enough or I have to win or I have to be the best or something like that. Then this can definitely trigger all of that performance stuff within you and make you feel as if you don't deserve the love that you have or make you feel like other people are looking at you or talking about you or thinking less of you because that's how you feel about yourself. Not that it's actually happening, but it's how you feel about yourself. So you're projecting things, you know, people love us so much and 
when we are around healthy people, it's up to us to get on their level. <laughs> it's up to us for us to catch up to the love that they're putting down for us and to trust it. But again, when you have healthy people around you, they'll hold space for that. So in the meantime, again, this winter season starts to come up. But hey, guess what? Guess what? You're not starting at zero. If you have already gone through these different seasons of healing, you can still uh, capitalize on what you've learned. You've already learned some self-acceptance and how to work through this and how to talk to yourself. You've already learned how that you are deserving and you have all these experiences and and relationships that show that you are deserving and that you've been able to walk in your deservingness before. You've been able to build relationships with people who have loved you in your imperfection. And so you've learned how to love yourself in this imperfection and you've learned how to grow so you can still bring all of those skills with you. And so one of the things that I had to learn as I was going through these different seasons, you know, going through a couple of cycles is I would, at first, I would say things like, and this is me using the the metaphors I'm using now. I didn't actually say this, but just to fit all the vocabulary into place here, it would be like, well, you know what? Spring is going to come. In other words, one day I won't feel this way. One day it'll all be better. So I'm going to have hope for that day where I don't feel this way. And what I'm learning and what I've continued to learn over time is that is not the the sign of healing. The sign of healing is not the first buds of the flowers that come in spring and it's not having this summer of fun and pleasure. It's when I'm in the winter moments, when I'm at the places where I'm feeling bleak and I'm feeling scared and I'm feeling alone, can I tap into loving that part of myself that feels scared and feels alone? Can I give her the comfort and give her the hope and optimism that she needs? Can I let her know that no matter what is happening around and no matter what insecurities you have, whether or not you work through this now, whether or not you're always feeling this type of insecurity or having this area of growth, this thorn in your side, you are always going to be beautiful and deserving. You are always going to be amazing. You're always going to be a precious gift in this world. Can I talk to myself in that way? Can I own and hold that pose wherever I am, even in that imperfection? And so that is what I strive to now. That is what, that is where my goals are, learning how to be comfortable and just being and learning how to receive whether or not I'm in my winter, spring, summer, or fall seasons, can I still receive and can I still be and can I still hold hold the pose of the worth that I that I carry? And so that would be my challenge for all of you at all. And my challenge as well is to allow yourself to go through the process, you know, especially if, if you've been binging through the podcast episodes, you've heard four or five years worth of podcasts where I have like kind of poked at my fellow perfectionists and said, you're going to try to rush yourself through this process and say, OK, I got it and understand it in your head and understand all the concepts and really, really hold on to these spring moments where you're like, OK, great. I've gone, been going to therapy. I'm in a healthier relationship. I've been doing this. I've been taking my vitamins. I'm losing weight. Great. I got it. I'm, you know, I might not be perfect is what you tell yourself, but I might not be perfect, but I got it. And then a hurdle comes and you take it very, very hard and you start to self-doubt. And so I want you to know that that's going to happen. I'm not telling you that to avoid it. I want you to know that the hard parts are going to happen. The moments of self-doubt will happen. And again, it's what you do with that. Do you reach out for help? Do you get access to support? Do you change the relationships around yourself or do you just stay where you are? 
You know, this past weekend I did the uh, conflictual relationships with your mother workshop, which was so great. Again, we went over another hour. It was what, two, almost two and a half hours worth of, and it was only supposed to be 90 minutes. And so I love teaching these workshops live. So if you keep missing them, you need to go ahead and join us because we had an amazing time. But one of the things that I taught during that workshop is I talked about how With every problem, we have four decisions. And I've said this in a previous episode too, but we all have four decisions for every problem. And um, a couple of those examples or a couple of those options are we can solve the problem, we can change our perspective, we can radically accept it. And the fourth one is we can stay miserable. And some of us are staying miserable, hoping that if we stay in our worry and if we stay in our resentment of where things are and we stay in our contempt and we stay in our woe is me and why is life like this? And, you know, why can't things ever work out for me? And, you know, why is it that I'm still alone or why is it that I'm still in this relationship with this person that I don't like? Or why did I marry this person and I didn't want to marry them? Or why didn't I marry that person? I didn't want to marry them or we will stay in these places thinking that is something outside of us that's doing this to us when really it's a choice that we're making. We need to, and we deserve to own our feelings, feel that sadness, feel the grief, feel all that stuff. And then once we feel it, now what do I want? Is this where I want to stay? Or do I need to find a different, a different path? And so out of those four options, If I don't want to stay miserable anymore, then I need to do one of the other three. Find the solution, change my perspective, or radically accept what's going on. And they're hard. They are very hard to do, especially if there's no immediate solution to whatever problem you have, especially in the nature's problems, matters of the heart in relationships. There's usually a lot of gray. There's no black and white. You know, there's no right answer. You can do this and it might work out or you can do that and it might work out. And so there can be confusion about which which way do I go? But you get to decide is the point. You get to choose. You get to decide what works for you. You get to be the master of your story. And so you have to use that courage and be willing to dig into that that empowerment that you may have lost before, but just know that you have always had it. Just like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, you have always had exactly what you needed. And I encourage you and I challenge you to step into that in whatever season you're in right now. So... That is it for today's episode, y'all. I have not pitched this in a long time, but I think this is a good segue for that. You know, if you are wanting to work through these seasons and you're needing help and you're needing support and you're needing growth and you're needing feedback as you work through these different steps, I would love to have you in my recovery school coaching program. It is still live. It is still active. I actually got a text from a student who who joined four years ago and she is going to restart the program and go through it again because she found it so helpful. You have lifetime access to to this program. You have lifetime access to any and all updates that I have as I come through. If there are certain workshops and certain programs, most of the time the recovery school students get discounts to it or it just gets grandfathered into the program. So I would love to have you be a part of our Healing Circle family. So you can join by going to the recovery school dot com. You can also go 
to our main website, blackgirlsheal.org, and click on Work With Us. It's the first program at the top, and you can read all about it. This is where I help women heal from the symptoms of love addiction, love avoidance, and love deprivation. And I'm available in our community to answer any and all questions and celebrate you and help you through it. I'm there for as much as you need or as little as you need. So we'll love for you to be a student and you get to get started immediately. So again, that's therecoveryschool.com. And yeah, that's it. All right. I'm sending all of you love and I will see you in our next episode. Bye for now. Take care of yourselves. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.